be advised, some content in the podcast may not be suitable for children. In fact, we try our best to be unsuitable for people of all ages. You're welcome. A world nearly destroyed by a cataclysm. Saved by the actions of heroes long gone. A world that has survived, recovered, and even thrived. This is the world of Tyr. Here, the descendants of those heroes and the other survivors of the cataclysm have built great nations, the eight pillars that support the world. Nearly 1,500 years after the cataclysm, the world is one of relative calm. However, beneath this veneer of peace, great forces move. With every shift and shudder, they threaten to disrupt the delicate balance that keeps the pillars standing. Now, across the world, knowingly or not, people must become heroes, or the pillars will fall and Tyr will be no more. Join us as we follow some of those heroes and see their struggles to keep their world from destruction. Welcome for the last time to Tier Moon Tree Isle. This is the Amber Heart Answers, the epilogue for uh, this campaign, as the players have managed to work their way through uh, a very simple job that turned into a very complicated situation that turned into an incredibly uh, difficult job across. It's got four parts. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say that the recap will just comprise the poem because I think it is going to be amazing. Um, yeah, we are wrapping up a campaign that started uh, almost exactly at this point 17 months ago uh, with a one-shot, the Amber Heart Mystery, uh, in which the Marauder saved an entire town from disappearing to somewhere? No one was ever quite sure of where. Uh, proceeded to follow a long road, getting to a city where things were more complicated than they seemed, to Moon Tree where things were a lot more fishy than they seemed, uh, and then into the far future of Moon Tree City, and back to kill something that claimed to be a god. I also realized I never fucking did a single piece of dialogue as the Abolith during that final fight. It defo had things to say! <laughs> whoopsie doodle I was managing seven different types of token and I'm just like I got to the end of it and you all killed it and I'm like god oh, this is good and I'm like fuck you said some stuff <laughs> so I just maybe the did not speak you know yeah well maybe it could get like it's own little epilogue too I mean. <laughs> we have like a flashback where yeah. all of our memories of it talking comes back to us yeah right. maybe we'll okay. maybe we may have to retcon some things in it wasn't anything tremendously important it was mostly uh, threatening <laughs> Um, oh. <laughs> and now we come uh, to this where some characters may get some answers and let's be honest they'll get some more questions as I mentioned uh, this is the wrap up of a campaign where we are helpful goat gaming a small independent game design game content creation community 
Uh, we do lots of different streams, uh, one set of which focus around my world of Tyr and sort of a set of interlocking campaigns. This is the end of one of them, but is by no means the end of Tyr, nor necessarily of these characters, because uh, they're going to have some work to do after this as well. Um, also, I have it on good authority, the only long-form campaign Rachel's ever finished as a player. That's not getting let go of for a while. <laughs> Why do I say anything? Was Craig recording when that happened? Because oh, yes. maybe we have that. Because <laughs> you know, Spire Fuck. isn't a thing. It's fine. Anyway, it you were saying all the Anywho, uh, next week we will be taking a little bit of a short week in terms of overall our programming. I believe Spire is happening on Thursday. As far as I know. As far as you know, at 8 30 p.m. Uh, and Saturday, and I lost the time somewhere in there, uh, October 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Eastern, yes. Yeah. Uh, we will have uh, Sam's GMing debut for us uh, with Bedlam, a Monster of the Week mini campaign, which I'm looking forward to, which also kicks off our Halloween programming. We have grown tremendously, and I don't want to take up too much time doing this, but uh, since we started this several years ago, we started with a few one-shots GM'd by our friends, including Elise, um to celebrate halloween uh, and then last year we did more rachel gm'd i think this year too with as you said well no but i was just going sort of over it <laughs> and then this and then this year i believe we had uh i think it was 18 people sign up wanting to play multiple gms were doing something like six games seven including sam's campaign um which is more because all the others are one shots you know so it's really incredible i'm looking forward to it debbie has entered the chat oh no <gasps> Tem temporarily entered the chat and is gone again. um but yeah looking forward to all of that we will have uh follow us on social media at helpful goat find out schedule for that or exclamation point discord in chat uh join our discord where we will update regularly we also do game days movie nights all kinds of things sometimes we watch episodes of columbo I'm not actually joking um <laughs> it's a good time uh, uh lena did also want to remind you that salt marsh is tomorrow she said it in the chat twice <laughs> fine i know what day it is <laughs> No, wait, yeah, wait, today is Sunday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. I know what day it is. Now I'm scared. We're also playing Salt Marsh tomorrow at 9 p.m. I'm very, very present, and I'm about to uh, be bouncing a lot between basically every NPC that we've had in this game, so it's going to get fun. This is highly caffeinated. I'm going to see Galway have a just full-on meltdown. <laughs> um, so... Join us for more programming uh, immediate, in the Discord immediately after this. We will be doing a rate, uh, reading corner with Rachel, uh, reading more of The Eye of the World, if you'd like to join. That should be a very good time. It has been amazing. Debbie is leaving us. Um, Just briefly. But yeah. Uh, with all of that, uh, exclamation point, donate, and you can uh, support Hope for Haiti uh, in the midst of various disasters, natural human-made, human-made natural disasters, uh, etc. You can uh, support Nation of Haiti, which is very important. Exclamation point merch takes you to a store where you can buy our merch, which helps us do more of this uh, and lets us have more programming if you enjoy these types of stories. Exclamation point donut. I want a donut now. It didn't, I know. I was hoping it would, you know, summon one to me. It didn't work. I really just need to fucking pepper Twitch with random commands and see uh -huh. how long it takes for them Which to be found. Find? 
all we're gonna do then is like spend time like being like maybe go away but this is a command have you seen andy in <laughs> chat it's damn near that anyway so yeah i i, I play to i play to our community strengths um quickly do introductions and then i think we can read the poem uh that should actually serve as a nice recap of the campaign uh my name is Galway. as i mentioned i am the dm today my pronouns are he him his and i am going to turn it over to elise hello my name is elise my pronouns are she her hers and i play human rogue minnow row whose pronouns are she her hers um and there's a bird finch whose pronouns are she nope they them or it because sometimes people ask what the bird's pronouns are. So now you know. Um, and I guess I don't remember where anybody's located on the stream. One second. Point, down, point somewhere and we'll tell you. No, 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 no. Here we go. We're going to toss it over Galway to Chris. And I caught it. <laughs> I am Chris. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And I play um, a tabaxi fighter named Ketch. His pronouns are he, him, his, and he has a nano, used to be nano drider living in his head, uh, named Eliza, and uh, she, they is what we're going to go with. And uh, I'm really sad. This might be the last we see of Ketch and many of us, the rest of us, or not, because Galway has threatened that he will get many of my characters in the same stream, and that'll be fun. Um, and uh, with that, I will... Caress it on down to my power bottom. <laughs> uh, I am Rachel, and I use she, her, hers, and um, I play Nero, who uses he, him, his. And I'm going to pass it around the back this way to Heather. Nope, muted. And uh, you muted. <laughs> okay, now I'm good. <laughs> so now I'm Heather. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, hers. I play Ressa, a dwarven cleric of the forge, who also uses she, her, hers. And that leaves me passing directly to this side, I believe, which is Sam. Hello, everyone. I am Sam. I go by he, him, his pronouns, as does the uh beloved now husband of catch dent uh and just a quick question chris yes so you know dent has ed and catch has eliza so like is this actually like a quad <laughs> like a quad marriage or, I mean or, or 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 is it just us well, I mean, I guess we should probably just ask uh, Ed and Eliza how they feel about it because we don't want to force anyone into a marriage that they don't want to be in, right? I right, mean, yeah. So, okay. yeah. Uh, Galway? <laughs> no, thanks, back buddy. Up to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with that, uh, I'm going to uh, read the poem, uh, which I think also serves as a very nice uh, recap of both last time and the campaign. After 17 months, the bittersweet end is here to the campaign that has been a huge way of coping with life, stress, and fear. From blah, 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 trauma with topiaries Mr. Jimbles, MVNPC Delon, and more, each session of the story has given something to adore. Please permit me, Chelsea, 
a moment to recognize and praise the characters and players each incredible and talented in so many ways. Rachel and Nero with your morality and compassion so bold, Sam and Dent with your whimsy and courage of armored gold, Chris and Ketch with your gumption and wit, Eliza and Minnow with your heart and unwillingness to quit, Heather and Ressa with your guidance and care, each of you is a star, your passion and talent have been a marvel to witness and share. I feel ambivalent about reading the stanza. Um, <laughs> Do it! And now yeah, for the yeah. person Lean most in. deserving of celebration and applause, the heart of this world whose lore, story, and detail leave the audience's mind shattered with dropped open jaws. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you, Galway, for this masterpiece you've created and for allowing us to be a part of this treasure. To experience your narrative and talent is truly a wondrous, inspiring pleasure. Moontree Isle may be coming to its conclusion, which is heartbreaking, it's true. Let's take this time, celebrate the trials and triumphs each of you has grown through. Thank you, everyone, for the beloved memories we've shared and for all the amazing work you do. Much love to your crew. It's been an honor to say I can see and hear you. Thank you, Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea, <laughs> amazing! Yeah, wow! Thanks, Chelsea. Mm -hmm. And thank you to, along with that, everyone in chat, everyone who's been in, everyone who's cheered, everyone who's uh, shouted about us doing things, not doing things. Thank you, Chelsea, so much for all of the wonderful poems for that wonderful poem. Uh, which I think does a beautiful job of encapsulating everything that's been wonderful about these characters. Um, and with that, I think I will drop us in to the start. But I'm going to drop us to some place very different. At a desk on the top of an office tower, the emblem of a dragon's head affixed to the outside. A human man, tall, thin, sits at an enormous desk, golden tie undone and shirt sleeves rolled up. Sorry. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> real fucking loud. Also, thank you, Eric. It's always in the middle of like a intense monologue and it's just clang, 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 clang. I'm just going to mute my microphone. No. <laughs> this is perfect for this entire the energy of this entire campaign. Yeah. A door panel slides open, and a dwarvish man steps through, nervously patting his beard. Report. Ah, uh, well, she did quite a bit of damage on the way out, and we cannot find any trace of her. Secondary annoyance and to be expected, and did you think I missed the considerable damage? You know what I'm looking for. Were you able to find it, or do I need to find another head of the Temporal Research Division, Hokatum? The voice never rose or changed in quality, but the threat was unmistakable and devastating. Ah, no, no. We were able to find the coordinates they were sent to. Good. Get the Mark II online as soon as possible, and begin transferring our mana resources here. Uh, sir, sending a team that far 
will be hard. You are not sending a team. You are sending me. No one escapes my horde. At another desk, far below a rundown building, Wise Man replaces the compress on her face, wincing and checking the clock to see when she can next apply appointment for her burns. She sits and ponders and taps a few buttons on the debt pad in front of her. Idly, or at least mostly idly. There is very little to learn about the incidents, very little that Dracon is allowing to be said. All of it still feels... wrong to her, though. There's a piece missing, and while she does not know the piece, she knows at least the shape of it. Getting the temporarily displaced back into the facility, back home, everything that was necessary to make that possible. The reports of earthquakes damaging parts of the city. That didn't seem to fit. But she couldn't remember why. She remembered getting into the temporal research facility, the place, the memories, the resolve. But why so urgent? Couldn't have been the earthquake. That was clearly a cover for what she had done. The multi-mana had been unexpected. Welcome, but unexpected. She had no idea if they'd escaped, though she couldn't imagine anything she'd done would have changed that. The mana detonation would have been a surprise to them and Jareth, but it wouldn't have stopped them. Not really. Was it the earthquake that had? Something still didn't make sense. How had she gotten burned? Why did it feel wrong? She shook her head again, instantly regretting as the burns ached more. She flipped from news to incoming messages. There was nothing in her actual accounts, no communications from Paragon in the last few days. She supposed she'd be getting far fewer messages with Asana gone. She flipped to her non-secured accounts. She paused at a message from Fuzzyballs101. She opened the message, finding an apparently hastily written, though extremely lengthy message on the principles of organizing a union. <laughs> and now, let's turn our attention to Moontree Isle. You arrive back at the village of Moontree Isle and discover that celebrations are indeed ongoing. Uh, Lachlan is there dancing with Lyba. Uh, the Bessie boys are sitting with Bessie Bai, uh, quietly embracing. She has a firm grasp on both of them and does not appear inclined to let go. Asana sprints away from you all upon seeing the figure of her father. And Nero, you can see along with his satisfaction at the state of things and happiness for others, he is still terrified. Until he sees Asana. This massive lizardfolk man breaks to the center of town and then bursts into tears as he swings her. You see several members of the town, including the mayor, gently place a hand on his shoulder as they move away to give them some space. Someone is gone. Sam. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yep, yep, this is this is really a good uh, summary of uh, encapsulation of the, the, the campaign. He's back. Discord broke. Oh. Discord broke? 
I just heard Asana meeting her dad, and then and then nothing. Okay, you didn't you didn't miss too. Um, yeah, you see uh, several members of the town in the square, including the mayor, um, Balthus Holly, uh, gently place a hand on Berdir's shoulder as they move away to give more space. Baron shot. Margit is handing out blankets to the revelers as the night becomes chillier. Uh, you hear a number of them murmur thanks to Bayon, uh, including one sailor slapping another who has said nothing. And she smiles and replies, It does not matter where the miracle came from. It matters that people are safe and cared for. Continues about the crowd. As the night progresses and you are hailed as heroes, Bessie Bai comes up to you, Ket. Thank you. My boys are back. And they're still terrible liars, too. I don't know where the hell they were, but it wasn't trapped in a sea cave by the storm, since that doesn't tend to age you a few years and change your clothes. I don't care where they were. I trust them that they thought it best not to say. I just wanted to thank you. You're a good man. Thank you. We, all of us, did everything we could to bring them back. And... From what I understand, they were doing good things. So you definitely should be proud. Uh, Margit sort of smiles and nods at you, uh, Ressa, and sort of comes over and goes, I, I remember us talking, but everything has been very jumbled in my head. Uh, I... Thank you for what you've done for the town, you and your friends. Thank you. We'll keep taking good care of these people. I will. Uh, and Ressa, as you look around the town, you can see that while everyone is overjoyed and everyone is very exuberant, um, multiple members of the crowd do seem much like Margit to be sort of a little dazed. They're just a little out of it. Um, Salate is one, uh, the mayor, another, uh, Ankin, the shipwright, another, who just sort of, they're, they're very happy, but you occasionally see them sort of, like, look and shake their heads as if trying to clear cobwebs. While the celebration rages, uh, you all head to bed relatively soon, uh, as you are exhausted. You have been hailed as heroes. Um, you pass into the beckoning stranger, and Elarl, the tavern keeper, looks very happy that things may be so soon back to normal, uh, while all simultaneously profoundly despondent that this amount of celebration is going on while he is out of alcohol. Um, he just sort of he waves and thanks you, and then mutters about lost profits. Uh, as you pass into the hallway where your rooms are, uh, Starner, or sorry, Sarner is standing uh, at the front of the hall, the gnomish quasi-guard, uh, gently keeping people back from the doors of your rooms, uh, encouraging them to go back to the square. And with that, you have returned to your rooms. You sleep. You sleep, and for the first time in well over a week at this point don't wonder how you're going to get home and for the week before that you don't wonder 
what you're going to find when you get to Moontree. You just look forward to what you're going to find when you get back to Amberheart. Now, early the next morning, there's a gentle knock at your door. Uh, it appears that it's uh, Sarner. Um, you sort of see him. There's uh, the the other uh, fellow who was with you. Delon is here. He, he says that he wanted to speak with you all. I assume you all indicate that Sarner should bring him in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Delon enters, still carrying the book that you'd seen him with last time for the first time. Uh, followed by another figure, uh, a pale, sort of slender man, uh, maybe human or half-elven, uh, who sort of smiles and bows and introduces himself. Ah, good, good morning. Uh, my name is Teppel Morosong. I regrettably cannot do so on behalf of our compatriots, who are behaving like complete asses, but I can offer my thanks for bringing Delon home safely and saving us. I would like to think that if they had not just been beset by a monstrous creature, they'd be more hospitable. But, anyway, we have very little time. There are work assignments appearing left and right, and this one, pointing at Delon, insisted on getting to ride here this morning. Something about wanting to enjoy the air. But, he also mentioned that uh, he hoped I might take a look at your friend, with your permission. Uh, Dent has been just kind of repeating something like under his non-existent breath for like a while uh, and uh, just Jet, Fox, Ham, Jingles, Tuck, Tot, Haas, Pickles, Goose, Jet, Fox, and then wait, huh? Uh, Is this why I'm what? looking at I'm not a healer, I'm, I'm a Craftsperson. Oh, oh okay. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I just prior to you know the last couple of months, I only had one name to worry about, and uh, now I have a whole bunch. Uh, so you know it's difficult. But hi, I'm Dent. A pleasure. Uh, Dylan has mentioned to me that. You yourself are perhaps a bit unusual. Uh, would it be alright if I investigated first your armor and then perhaps within your armor? Well, uh, all I am is armor, so go for it. No, you're not only armor, otherwise you... We're just going to let that go. Um, Delon behind him is going to pull out uh, and sort of flip through the pages of his book. Uh, and you see him cast a spell. And he'll say, uh, this will let me learn what he learns as he learns it. And Temple begins to examine uh, very slowly and carefully. Um, beginning from uh, sort of the outer layers of the armor, working his way sort of towards the core of the armor, your helmet. Um, and then, uh, again double checks that he has permission to sort of look within your armor 
Um, and overall, as he goes through, he's sort of speaking out loud to you. Uh, you're also seeing this process takes several minutes. Um, he's working very quickly. Uh, and Delon, about every minute, is going to recast a spell. Um, uh, this technology is incredibly old. There, there, there's a f very faint, it's, it's minuscule, leak of mana from from you but it, it seems like based on what I can tell you can hold far more mana than you do right now given the rate of that leak and that difference it suggests that you have been alive for thousands of years at a minimum the alloy of your armor is part of you in most places some less integrated he's going to sort of like indicate your helmet which has always been separable from your body without harming you um but but the the, the armor as a whole seems newer than the energy itself it is as if it is as if you were transferred into it from somewhere else you yourself are older than this armor, this armor is itself probably thousands of years old. So I'm older than my armor? As best I can tell, there, there, are, there are marks that show very minute signs of attachment, of, of lodging this energy inside this armor, that that are not part of the armor itself, but also that look, I don't know, different to me, somehow. This is all supposition. Um, Minnow, I am going to make the assumption that you are watching everybody in the room who is not one I'm of the marauders. I'm so mad. <laughs> I hate this. Because the idea that like them studying Dent is how they get the information that they need to like create and control and domination nanites in different timelines is just like... The idea of them just like waltzing in and getting to do this, like Minnow is seething. Um, you see, most of the time though, when uh, as you sort of watch this seething as you are, uh, Delon will nod, um, and you notice that while he's looking generally at the two of them, he is glancing up and s not noticing that you're watching him, double checking that you're watching him. Uh, and sometimes with some of the things that uh, that Teppel is saying, he's usually nodding, and then sometimes he'll sort of waggle his head very slightly, uh, as if to indicate, like, yes, yes, mm, there's more there. <laughs> uh, but it seems like he is trying to communicate that to you. He's not speaking or doing anything else. It just might be a note. Does it seem like Teppel is aware that there's more than he's saying or is Delon aware that there's more than Teple is saying and Teple is unaware of that but is just doing the best he can yeah it's the epilogue give me an insight roll oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, great is this insight on Delon or on Teple you could do this on Delon to try to sort of get why is he communicating this way and what is his intent of communication 
And that does allow you to transcend time with your suspicion. Yeah. I really wanted 22. that to be a crit, honestly. I would have been great, yeah. With the 22. And also with your magical training. And the way that Delon had described it, the way that Delon has acted. Uh, you're fairly sure that Delon is using a spell somewhat like, uh, probably like Detect Thoughts. Uh, on Teple. And that Teple is probably consciously obfuscating the truth. And Delon is very deliberately positioned behind Teple so that he cannot see Delon's head move. And that he's indicating to you at any points where there might be more that Teppel's realized or isn't saying, etc. But also, you do notice that Delon does not look alarmed any of the times where he's kind of nodding. It's, it looks like it's more just he's wanting you to maybe note it quickly, and that's about it. Okay. Um, also, if you would know if it's Detect Thoughts, he would probably be able to fill you in afterwards. Yeah. He knows okay. what isn't there. Okay. Teppel continues, the energy that that binds you is is not a spell. You are not animated armor. Your life itself is mana. You are literally made of magic. But the level of sophistication of the techniques is incredible. I'm very good. And I could not get near this with a lifetime to practice. I am... I'm sorry. I, I don't know where you could find out more about you. There's the Magical College of Astra. They have research that might be possible. Uh, the only thing I can think of, as Helen mentioned, you have difficulty with remembering your own past, is that there are certain locations in our world that are wellsprings of mana. It is possible that if you went to one of those and integrated some of that mana, perhaps it would help repair some of the damage to your memory. I am not sure. Such places are remote, hard to find, but that would be the only thing I would say. I have previously had a vision of my creator, who was a Naga. Are those people still around? No, there there are legends of them uh in Dragonrest, uh to the southeast, but uh so far as I know there are none there, but they do feature prominently in the stories and myths of that location. Perhaps that would be a uh, a place to also start checking. The only thing I can warn you is if you would find a source of mana, it would have to be a lot of mana to begin repairing your memory, but it is possible. Um, you see sort of uh, Delon uh, preparing to cast a spell again. Um, um, Minnow and Ressa? Because you're standing closer to Delon, who's sort of back at a bit of a remove from the two of them, um, you both notice that the verbal components are different. Um, and Teppel sort of is rising. I will keep doing research on this and see if I can find anything. 
and as Delon finishes the casting pill, he goes, No. Sorry, you won't. Um, Teppel has gone completely blank. He is sitting and not reacting to anything in the room. He is motionless. His face is expressionless. He is frozen. Delon sighs and begins speaking. We came to meet the Marauders so that you could thank them, because I wanted them to meet my best friend. We chatted and you looked over a couple of their weapons, which were magical, but nothing particularly out of the ordinary. We only had a few minutes because they are preparing for other things, and the Council is assigning tasks left and right. They seemed a group of capable mercenaries, higher magical aptitude than most, but nothing too out of the ordinary for a group from Amberheart. It was a pleasant chat. As he stops speaking, Teppel sort of... Hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I think I faded out there from... I'm very tired. I'm, I'm very sorry. Uh, it was a pleasure meeting all of you. Uh, again, thank you so much for bringing Dellen back and for saving us. I am genuinely sorry that... Our compatriots are not choosing to view it that way. And Delon will sort of smile at all of you. It's alright, we really must be going. Thank you. Yeah, hey, drop Dallin. us a, a letter sometime, Delon. I'd love to stay in touch. I would mm -hmm. enjoy that as well. Is anyone else confused by what just happened? Here, back pocket, back pocket. <laughs> Um, Ressa, you are fairly sure uh, that that would be the spell Modify Memory. Um, which is interesting because that's at a level of magic that's uh, relatively sophisticated uh, from Delon. Um, and yeah, uh, they... They walk out. Um, you do have a sending stone that Delon has specified is to him, not to Deephold generally. Because um, I'm pretty sure you put it in chat and I don't know if uh, Lena found it, but I did see your facial expression. Yes, Chris, you did meet someone as Neldor by the name of Temple Morosong. Mm-hmm. Um... But with that, you go out to uh, a town square where uh, several sort of large uh, bonfires were uh, set up, which is partially because there are still some people who are just kind of uh, celebrating slash carousing is too energetic. Those are too energetic of verbs. Um, blearily happy uh, and seem like they have never left. Uh, so they were kept warm. Uh, but yeah, with that, is there anything else on Moon Tree Isle before you head home? Would now be an okay time for Minnow to ask Ressa about the locket, or should I... Hold that to Amber. Hold that? Okay, cool. Yeah. But I think, Rachel, you had something? I did. So, at some point, uh, Nero would like to take a solo trip on sure. Moon Tree Isle and head back towards 
where they came back in from coming backwards in time mm -hmm. where they made the big thing. Yeah, you're able to basically Berdir says it's going to take a few hours because ships are now beginning to move in and out, but they need to sort of reprovision. There was some damage to the hull, um, etc. So you can grab a horse from Salate and uh, ride out, who is still incidentally very grumpy. Uh, it doesn't seem to like talking to people, uh, but so far as you know, is not about to rip your face off. Fair. Um, and I'm going to go and I'm going to sit kind of on that circle and I'm going to use my staff and I'm going to cast Talk to Plants. I didn't look up what Grassworks voice was. I don't remember <laughs> what I did. This is why I shouldn't have told you it was a surprise. Now. <laughs> up, oh. oh, up. Oh. We're alive again. Again? Hi, Grassworks. It's me, Nero. Oh, right. Yeah, Grassworks. Yeah, right. Yeah, Nero. Yeah. Hey, what's up? So we had a lovely conversation a little while ago. Longer for me than it was for you, but that's another conversation. Um, And we talked about I asked some questions and you told me that you couldn't read and I promised that I would come back and I would teach you. So I thought that maybe we could spend some time together. I brought a book. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, bought, I got this at a, at a, one of the Denver comic cons and I read my, it in my classrooms. <laughs> yeah. My friend Dan is the artist. Oh, really? Yeah, Dan <laughs> This session of Tear Moonshree Isle brought to you in part by Dan Dodgy. Yeah, I bought this at a Denver Comic Con a couple of years ago, and they're very nice. And yes. then I bought the book. But Nero's going to read this book, which is called... I'm not going to read the book on stream. Don't worry. That would take too long. It's a short <laughs> picture book, but still. I'll be like... There was a boy. I was like, who... Time is a factor. Time is a factor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a book called Do You Speak Fish? And it's a book all about um, uh, learning how to speak to other people that don't speak your language and how to get them to do that. And so I sit and I read this book with Grassworks. And then I start going through the letters and showing him things. And uh, just, I'm sure I have a very exciting conversation. With grassworks. Uh, they seem to do their best. They seem to sort of be uh, guessing a little bit at random when you sort of like go back through on the repeating the letters part. Um, but you have you have a very good time and they seem to enjoy the story and sort of as you get up near the end of your spell and go to sort of move away, you hear parts of them whispering to other parts of them. You just realize we don't have eyes, right? What's the, um, what's the int score of sentient grass please Galway? they don't fucking define it but I'm gonna say not great <laughs> but it is inherently confusing because based on other rules at least six because prior to six yeah. int they are pre-verbal oh, um, well yeah so I, that was one of the last notes I wrote down in my book was don't nice. forget to go back and teach grassworks to read very nice love it uh, you in fact uh, do this. Uh, you you return uh, home to sort of have time to load up onto the ship and head out. Um, Asana and Verdir are 
happily talking. Um, it does seem that everyone who has returned from Moon Tree City uh, has generally elected not to openly share what happened to them. Um, Asana and a Bordeaux will sort of come my, my daughter back, and I thank you for that. I, she has said she will explain to me about why she is now as tall as I am, almost. Um, but thank you. You have done all I could have asked of you and more. I have not forgotten that which I promised you, nor will I forget the conversations that we have had. Thank you. I will arrange transport for you back to Amberheart. I assume you are wishing to return home? See your own families? Yeah, that would be great. I just... You've made a lot of positive changes. And that's admirable and great. But I... Be patient with Asana. I will give, She's... I will give her all the time she needs. She's changed more than just physically, and I think that she'll need you now more than ever. Um, Minnow, as this conversation is going on, you do notice Asana sitting sort of at the bow of the ship, uh, sketching, um, and you recognize a scene of seabirds. Uh, some of which you can see flying, uh, but you recognize the composition as the one that you saw on the wall in Asana's apartment, um, now executed more confidently. Some of the lines that were straining for verisimilitude are now more stylized, but more confident, more sure of themselves. Um, and you kind of hear what Nero is saying and smile, because you do also suspect that Asana will be just fine. Uh, you get uh, home. Uh, Berdir has a essentially a, a large, luxurious covered wagon um, for you, uh, along with uh, a driver um, and a team of horses. Uh, loaded into it uh, is also uh, a chest, uh, and he sort of bows. It does not repay, but perhaps it starts. If there is anything that I or my associates can do, you have only to ask. I will not question. I trust you all that it will be for the best. Um, and as you uh, sort of drive away, uh, catch, you curiously sort of open the chest, which isn't locked, it's just, it's latched but not locked. Um, and inside, uh, you would estimate there's about 3,000 gold. Um, uh, from Berdir. Uh, it takes the better, you know, it takes an overnight uh, trip to get from Tormund Isle to Amberheart, but there are no unexpected occurrences on the road. You are very comfortable. Um, none of you have to tend to the horses or anything, so you're mostly able to rest along the way. Uh, you pass by uh, the abandoned church, which is uh, thankfully very stable and not flickering in and out of time. Um, is there a giant body there? Or? Uh, there, there is not. That seems to have been perhaps picked over. 
uh, along the way. Um, and you roll back in uh, towards afternoon to Amberheart, a very small but peaceful town that you are very glad to see. Um, ye people sort of come towards the square as a cart is coming in. This is a source of excitement. Um, it is more of a source of excitement when, as you get out and begin embracing your families, who are very confused at how tightly you hug them because you've been gone for a week to torment what around. clothes we're wearing? Uh, I'm just like... I kind of assumed you might have changed, but I also... <laughs> Fair. Actually, I assume that most people, except Nero, have changed, because I'm sure that Nero is still wearing the terrarium jacket. Yes. Yes. Um, but Nero has moved the orb out of it, yeah. so that it's not actually bother, you know, the um, other remains. But everyone is slightly uh, perplexed at uh, how intense your greetings and sense of relief at being home is, but they are very happy to see you. Um... And the driver that Berdir had sent uh, adds to the excitement as he sort of stands and clears his throat for a moment and goes, It should be known that these people have saved many lives, saved many families from heartbreak, and have solved a problem that encompassed an entire village. To which many of the citizens of Vampire like, yeah, 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 we know, it's us, it's fine, it's fine. Like, no, 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 another, another one, another one. And in recognition of this and of the city that produced these people, uh, my employer uh, has sent uh, requisitions of crafts. Um, and he pulls out a sheaf of paper, uh, and Ketch will hand one to your parents, um, Ressa, also one to your parents. You know, your parents are woodworkers, right? I feel I like that so. was somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and I sort of will hand one there. Uh, and there's essentially one for every uh, craftsperson um, in uh, Amberheart. Uh, and a small wave of gasps begins going through the crowd. Catch, you stick your head over. The bill requested is probably easily equal to about eight months of work from your parents normally. Wow. Um, this, from the reactions of people around, it seems as if Berdir has done this for just about everyone. This will significantly change Amberheart in terms of quality of life and amount of money down. Um, and with this, you all sort of Depart for home and various things, but perhaps slightly out of order. But Nero, very soon after you head back out of town to fulfill a promise, a cowman of his word. You head to the Moonwatcher Forest. You head deeper into the forest than your monastery is, away from the paths, looking for quiet, healthy forest. You find a patch of it and wait. Uh, and in a little while, 
you hear faintly uh, uh, and Lachlan uh, trailing a column of veggie pygmy walking in uh, and he'll sort of bow to you and then uh, if they need anything please let me know some have elected to remain in my garden for now and they will I will happily of course transport them when the time is and you sit down and you lay your staff across your knees and feel that you can speak to the veggie pygmy okay um so I will cast talk to plants um or speak with plants whatever the fuck it's actually called um and of course I'm gonna say hi how are you doing we are fine we are home you are I found a place that seems healthy that you can live in again This is healthy. Yes. Yes. Several of them are, like, scattering out and sort of investigating the trees. I have a question. Yes? You told me before that my people, the moss giants... Yes, moss giant. ...that we protected something called the heartstone? Yes. Yes, heartstone. And I'm going to pull out the green orb. At and this, I'm going to ask. Veggie okay. pygmies are all going to drop to the equivalent of their knees. Heartstone. Forest. So home. This is. Yes. Yes. We're friends now. Yes. Guardians. Guardian. Yes. Have you heard of any other stones, or just the heart stone? Mm, yes. After you left, we we talked and went through the stories that we have been told, and long, long before, not just our long before, your long before. The Heartstone came to this forest. People brought it. Not, not your people, but more like you than like us. They said, uh, like we protect the forest, it protected the world. But it was, uh, wounded, needed time to, to, to rest, to heal, to grow. And we agreed to make it part of the forest. Your people, too, agreed it was part of the forest. And then, over time, we saw this forest... grew faster, more healthier. But most people 
your type. Not your people, but more like your people than our people. Just avoided it. Just went around the edges. Seemed that had to be determined to come in. Your people told stories from their, their wanderings that there were two other such forests. One to the... You see it stop and apparently look entirely confused, and then sort of several of them will pivot and just point south. That way. <laughs> uh, and one across the waters. Beautiful places, large trees, but people did not tend to go. And was their stone removed in a similar way? We do not know. I only have this one. I felt a kinship to it. And just kind of hold it out towards them. They sort of bow more as it comes closer. (laughs) (laughs) But there are two others we found that my companions are guarding now. As this happens, instantly you hear chattering amongst them, uh, which seems to be comprised of one group saying the word heart stones and the other saying the word heart's stone. Uh, and this seems to be a debate as to how to pluralize these. Of a bitch, Coley. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You talk to the plants, I make the plants have to just do grammar. How many walruses do they have inside of them, though? Veggie pygmies? Uh, one and a half. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, okay. So, maybe I need to get back together with my companions at some point and convince them to find those old forests as well and return the stones? That would make sense. Despite the fact that this is an answer to your question, it's also clearly a question. The Veggie Pygmy do not seem to have really context for much that exists beyond the ways of the forest. They are profoundly wise and learned about sort of the woods and moving through them and caring for them. Past that, not so much. They're not really your strategists. Nero might have a new mission now that involves getting people with the orbs to go to new places, but that's for another time. Sounds you like have, another campaign. <laughs> you have a very uh, pleasant sort of conversation with the veggie pygmies who are overjoyed. You watch them sort of begin crafting shelter. Um, Can I ask them about... Because yeah. they you mentioned salt demons before how did they get past when no one would come in always people were able to come in but (laughs) they stories not sure but It was people in great need, or people of great will. None penetrated the heartwoods, except for your kind, 
from we who lived here and then the the salt demons. Okay. Um I think I'm okay with or I don't have any more to ask the so yeah, veggie picnic. You just sort of get to enjoy sitting for sort of the rest of the day watching them. Uh you can see flowers beginning to bloom in places, wildflowers are growing, the trees begin to sort of even look slightly healthier. It was a healthy area, but it does seem that these veggie pygmy have the ability to uh, begin regrowing the forest to what it was. So I plan on sleeping in the woods at least that night. Yeah. And then the next day, I'm going to cast <laughs> Speak with Plants again. And I'm going to pull out Rachel the tree. Oh, God. Where are we now? We're in a place that has a lot more people or trees like you. I thought maybe like a new home. Oh! Well, that would be nice. There's other trees that are here and these lovely veggie pygmies help everything grow and stay strong. That sounds nice. You'll have a chance to actually grow and not just be stuck inside something tiny to stay small for the rest of your life. That, that sounds good. Uh, okay, so then I will find a nice place to plant Rachel. Um, and I will plant Rachel the tree. And nice. both Jebediah and I will wave goodbye. Okay. And then we don't have to play this part out because I don't need to take up all of the time. But the next thing I would do, and you can tell me, is I just would... Nero doesn't know fuck all about research. <laughs> but he would go into town, into Amberheart, and try to find somebody who does, who could help, and try to start researching salt sure. demons and finding out whatever he could about them. Cool. So that's his, his next moves, are finding out about salt demons and seeing if he can figure out where those other two forests were. Very nice. Um, back in Amberheart, in the day you're spending in the forest, uh, Dent, you head to the pond, uh, with, uh, as many of the kittens as were interested in fishing, that we're also going to skip five minutes into this, which is significantly reduced the numbers, uh, as some of them have seen bugs, uh, other of them have essentially turned to catch and been like, bet I can get to the woods before you can stop me. And they just like <laughs> bolted for the outskirts of town. Uh, catch taking off after them being trailed by the remainder of their siblings. Uh, but you are left fishing uh, with pickles and ham. Um, the sun is shining. It is uh, bright without being harsh. Uh, and you find yourself enjoying sunlight more since you came back from the constant rain of Moon Tree. Uh, the youngsters are laughing and enjoying themselves, although so far, most of your attempts at teaching them how to fish has been limited to do not catch yourself or your brother with the hook. <laughs> um, you don't include yourself on that, and they do pick up on that. Uh, so you are occasionally having to sort of unhook fish hooks from your visor. Um, and also go ahead, uh, and... 
Give me uh, a dex or int roll with proficiency, your choice, as you fish. Okay. Um, but before before we start, like, before I roll these, uh, is it... I would like it to be that they're... that Pickles and Ham are the ones casting. Oh, uh, sure. Uh, uh, because I'm supervising. Um, yeah, so then make it your int, because you're basically trying to guide them towards a good place to cast, more than applying technique. Okay. Um, with proficiency? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it's going to be this plus three. Should not be with advantage. Oh, God. Seven? Uh... You're having a real fucking hard time because they're not listening to each other. Like, legitimately, it's about all you can do to just get them to not throw the hooks at each other uh, and or, you know, items nearby. Uh, Pickle's going to sort of look at me and go, uh, what? What happened when you were in Tormenryle? Uh, Big Bro has weird clothes. Minnow is even more minnow. Uh... And Nero, Nero, looks intense sometimes. Nero. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, Pickles, this is a great question. Uh, and I would be happy to answer it. But we have a problem here, Pickles. I have yet to see you do a proper casting. We're go- we're gonna work through this, okay? Both, you- and you're gonna help your brother. I don't know how much help Ham needs, but probably a lot. Go ahead uh, and uh, do another int check in for Ham, who is currently casting, at least. Okay, all right. This is this is gonna be for Ham, but this is prior. Th- this is before I actually get to you know work with them. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, why do I keep rolling this? Eight <laughs> twenty one. Uh, Ham will sort of like Ham is one of the uh or yeah, Ham is one of the smaller siblings and he sort of has to like lean back. Yeah. Uh gets the gets the line well out into the water. Uh it's nicely placed. Nothing's biting yet, but at least it was nice form. He seems to have listened to that part, as well as the don't use the hooks on each other. Oh my gosh, Ham. Natural. You've <sighs> Okay, you you just leave that there. The last thing you want to do is mess with a perfectly cast line. Now, here. As you uh, say this, Ham is just going to like fall over backwards and you start hearing. <sighs> okay. Uh, I'm going to to be fair to him, you did say not to mess with it. I'm going to, you know, just kind of nestle the pull into you know uh you know something to keep it vertical so if it yeah there's sort of rocks that you can sort of wedge it in between yeah uh so pickles how do you feel about water water okay you're going to come with me. We're going to go into about knee deep, all right? Okay. 
you go up to knee deep for you. He marches in, which is like now fully like here. He's like, okay, all right, wait, whoa, 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 all right, all right, back, back, back it up, back it up a little bit. Okay, you just said knee deep. Seemed like a bad idea, but you're large. I'm spatial awareness. It's a thing. Um, so listen, pickles. There are three main important features in the perfect fly fishing cast. One is power. How hard are you going to go back on he the back? He immediately screen? punches the water. I, I appreciate the enthusiasm, Pickles. You know, ambition is going to get you places. Ready but, for but first let's let's go through let's go through this so, so we're going to practice the backstroke power okay so you're just going to bring it back so you see the fly go straight behind you he sort of pulls do back for... and then just turns around uh no no no, no. stay facing forward just just look at it okay okay progress okay the the second thing the second of the three P's is position. So how how far back do you stop when you're doing your backstroke? Is right when you've made a right angle, when your arm's poking straight up. So, and then you stop, okay? It's position. Power and position. Your final P is pause. How long do you wait while it's behind you? Not, not, pa oh man, pa stop, pause, not, not the claw pause. Yes, okay. And then when you've, when you've waited until the, the fly has perfectly extended behind you. So the entire line is straight out back, but before it's like touched the ground, that's when you cast forward just straight ahead. How successful is he at doing this? He sort of will stop and... Uh, okay. You see him sort of go back, good, you know, good force back, good right angle, pauses absolutely launches himself uh forward uh and you've seen catch sometimes like tense his legs and jump um that's basically what he does so he's gone like well now out into the lake uh and you sort of see splash splash they just hear blah, 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 blah. uh he doesn't appear okay. to be sinking rapidly Okay, uh, I'm gonna, obviously, I'm going after him. I don't need to breathe, so, you know, I can just find him, right? As you sink beneath the water, you hear a voice speaking to you, but not here, not now. You struggle to lift your battered arm, your armor mangled to non-function. You struggle as well against the serpentine figure pushing you. You hear yourself struggle to form the words, 
I can still fight. The fact that the words don't come out suggests that the damage is even worse than you thought. But somehow the figure seems to sense it and you see the shape of a naga smile at you slightly. I know you can still fight. I know. But you fight, you will die. You are too precious and there will not be more of you or of your kind. In a way, your life is more precious than our own. We will persist as life does. But your life, if it ends, is cut off. You must protect yourself. As you have protected us. As you have protected this world for so long. Now go. And for just a second, the memory fades. And you realize that the creature has said your name. Uh, and I will let you think about that offline uh, and decide what that name is. Go and live your life. And if you can, protect the eight and find the ninth. You sort of come to standing in shallow water uh, with pickles held somewhat upside, or yeah, pickles so held somewhat upside down in your arms, and kind of shake your head. It's gonna look at you like, so um, we good now? I can, you can. I swear to God, all of you have gotten so goddamn weird. You all got back, and Big Bro just like hugs me and looks at me, and is like, oh, you're the same size. What the hell kind of shit is that to say? It just means you have a lot of growing up to do, Pickles. It's fine. But he did um, tell me about that big jump that he did, where he like went through the sky and then went through the sky some more. So that's what I've been practicing. I think that's what that that happened. That was yeah, yeah. That with a little bit more work, I think you'll got it. You'll get it. Um, but but cool. I'm gonna go draw on ham now. Okay, I I, I yes, <laughs> but but first first. Pickles, tell me. I've told you a lot about fly fishing, but what is the number one important rule of fly fishing, Pickles? You don't catch something you don't get to eat? It's the second, second most important rule. Good, good. But the most important rule of fly fishing, Pickles, is that you got to look good when you're doing it. Dent's gonna pull out from his pack a uh, a yellow cap with like holes for ears. It says P on the front. <laughs> Neat. I'm gonna go mess with my brother. <sighs> and then uh, pivot to catch. Who, after you wrangle the remainder of your siblings and come home to find. Uh, uh, ham, uh, very thoroughly drawn on, uh, and Pickles now wearing a little yellow cap with a P on it, uh, wander out, uh, sort of out to the east of Amberheart alone. Um, you had visited Ressa earlier in the day to infuse Eliza with a spell, based on what Dent had said, and that seemed to, uh, help. Um, but mostly you're 
just sort of thinking about what you want to say to Eliza, what you want to ask about, what conversation you want to have. See how she's doing, since so far the only conversation you've had with us in this world was, so we're going to go beat up the bad guy, and then she proceeded to get tail slapped by an abolith into oblivion. Um, but yeah, you're sort of out a bit away from, you know, where people would easily see you. Uh, hey, uh, Eliza, how you feeling? Uh, still kind of getting used to the whole there's no mana in the air thing? That's weird. Yeah. You know there's uh, mana underground in your town? It's also kind of weird. That would explain a lot. It really would. Do I, so like, do we still have the crystals? The ones that you took with you? No. Uh, okay. those were consumed. Okay, uh, so, I mean, maybe we could take a trip down there. There are these, like, crystals that seem to have power in them. Would, would that help you? Like, if I just carried it with me? Maybe? Uh, crystals of mana, not really my, uh, area of expertise. Well, we can give it a shot. It'd be something to do later when, the, you know, when we're, we're bored because we're not on a mission right now. But we, we could go check that out. Um, but I guess, like, the big question is, is, like, I mean, you're pretty much, like, with me to, like, the end now, right? I mean, can you, you can't leave me. I mean, I could theoretically extract myself and attach to another host if you prefer. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean I'm totally fine. I just, you know, I mean... I just want to make sure that, you know, you're, you're, you're good. And like, I, and not in danger of, Morally you know, or... perishing. Like, I don't want you to perish. I don't oh. want you to die. Oh I yeah. Sure that's yeah. morally a little more of a gray area, but no, so far don't seem to be dying. Just a little more tired, uh, a little harder, uh, above the table. You think that, uh, the abilities and sort of the ability to summon uh, Eliza has probably reduced from, oh, re-roll, and it gets it back to more like once a day level mm -hmm. things because there is okay. not as much energy in the air. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, that's 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 totally fine. I mean, I'm, uh, uh, I mean, we're all a little in the gray area, moral, morale, morality, what? You know, it's been like, did you see what they did to Ham? I, I just, I'm kind of frazzled, but I get you. I get you. Sometimes there's a gray area and that's perfectly fine. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, we'll take a trip. We'll go get one of those crystals, see if that helps you a little. But I mean, I guess if, if nothing else, it's, it's nice to have somebody to talk to in the quiet times. Yep. Cool, it's nice cool, to not cool. have to sort of uh, parasitically cannibalize my host. I appreciate that very much so. <laughs> it's also great to not have to try and kill you because you're a giant spider. Yep, win-win, really. Besides, yeah. if you think about it for me, this is kind of like being in a different world, and that's kind of what I was created for in the first place. Huh? I told you I needed to sort of, you know, need a little bit of time to, to reboot and sort yeah, of get some Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was what the, the Axis initiative was for. Exploring other worlds. I was designed to 
help people explore other worlds. Okay, and then Foro cool. kind of made me into a, you know, living bioweapon. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you're an explorer then? He's an explorer's assistant. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we can explore all sorts of things. And Neat. it'll be great. Do you think it'll have more of those things like the thing with the giant tentacles? Because killing that was fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, um, Didn't like I kind of hope... Yeah, no, he was, he was, he was, um, he, uh, was interesting. Um, I got some pretty good shots off on him though. I was, I was pretty proud of myself. Uh, I was unconscious. <laughs> yeah, that, that, uh, was, your memories uh, do indicate though, that they were quite impressive. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. See, also, See, thank you for, that... you know, getting me back. So I didn't die. Also appreciate yeah. that. Definitely don't, definitely don't want you to die. Um, yeah. So maybe, Maybe we'll be able to go on many more adventures and hopefully fight things, but maybe not that thing for a while, like ever, because he was big and and he turned people into fish, and that's not fun. But yeah, yeah, that'll that'll be fun. We'll go on adventures. We'll plan all sorts of adventures, and and it'll be great. Um, awesome. And uh, I guess I'll just throw in that since we had gone to see Russa and Russa had done um, a uh, like a spell on Eliza uh, while I was there and had that done, I would have gotten back the uh, the letter that I had given to Russa, and mm -hmm. uh, I'll just kind of pull it out and look at it and just kind of smile and then fold it back up and stick it in my back pocket, and then I head back towards the shop. Very nice. Uh, you do notice that uh, Eliza seems to distinctly be, uh, seems to be taking on more of your personality. Um, so it does seem like there's a bit of a sympathetic reaction between Eliza and her host. Um, but speaking of returning to shops and Ressa, yeah, uh, it is late. Um, it is after dark. Uh, and you're sitting in your workshop. The welcome home uh, was muted to your mind, but made sense from from your family's perspective. You'd been on a week's trip to Tormenrile, uh, and it was just very good to get to see everyone, to be home, to sort of, if not settle into what was before, to at least have a base to operate from again. Everyone was very, your parents were very proud of you for your success, uh, and were also very pleased when the orders began flowing in for jewelry, adornments, uh, decorations for, like, chests and crates of goods, uh, etc. Um, it'll be a very lucrative time uh, for your family. But you're sitting in your workshop... And you look at the rig that you've constructed. You've finalized the form of it, and you consider again the problem of getting it to move. You can tinker, but you are no artificer, and gear works to emulate what you saw in Moon Tree City would demand quite the artificer if it's even possible. As you sit, a cup of tea and a flagon of ale are next to you, options as required depending on how the work is going. Something comes back to you. The vision, the dream. 
from Moontree City. The time, the temperature, melting the crystal, the power. You stand, throw on a cloak, and head to the caverns beneath the town. Dark, but that is of very little concern to you. You pick your way through, passage to passage, and arrive at the chamber of the crystals. You scour the ground, not wanting to disturb the main crystal formation, since the last time that happened, the entire village disappeared. Um, but you do find several more sort of shards of the crystal, this glowing golden-amber crystal. You scoop them up, return home, and fire the forge. You carefully place a metal ingot alongside the crystals, And you remember, you remember the vision, you heat the forge, metal, crystal. You watch as the metal pools out. And as you do, you see the crystal waver and dissolve into liquid. And you feel inspiration. Instead of your smith's tools, you grab the tinkerer's tools brought back with you from Moontree City, and you begin dipping the fine picks and tweezers into this liquid, forming arcing lines in the air and upon the surface of the rig. You see the lines even before they are there, moving your hands and changing tools as required by the form the line wishes to take. And sometimes you choose one line or another, one curve or its complement, and you feel pieces of a system beyond your conscious understanding come into place, or perhaps more accurately, come into existence, for it feels as though the system was already formed, it just didn't exist yet. You move, weaving these threads, weaving these disparate strands, and after a moment, a minute, an hour, you realize you have stopped. There is no more liquid crystal, and before you, the rig is complete. Uh, you stretch a hand out towards it, and what do you see in front of you? What have you made? Well, I have made... Um... A rather large set of legs, um, eight of them, to, in fact, uh, connected to a body that can be sat in with a space for a tail to come out the back. <laughs> and um, it's amazing like the legs are long and slender yet they look just powerful and um it's you can see the the lines of mana or what was mana or crystal um along the sides it and, is mana and, and it, it looks like the time. energy yeah that you've seen in moon tree city mm -hmm. and I really want to try it out, 
but I don't, I'm not going to be the first one to get in it. So I'm going to run off and find catch. <laughs> and we'll pause uh, right there as we cut to Minnow. Because these two scenes literally interrupt each other. You arrived home uh, to a celebratory dinner, Arden, with you at your family's. Uh, your family very excited about the orders. Um, it's been very nice. It. You have carried out a lot of your life in the attempt to expand your world past Amberheart. You have now expanded your world massively past Amberheart and are glad for that, but are also glad of Amberheart. You feel a balance, perhaps, in that that you didn't before. After a very pleasant evening with your family, you return home with Arden and you sit on the bench outside your door, enjoying the night air holding each other, they seem aware that you are reacting bigger than a week's trip over to Tormenryle, even with dangerous, weird sea creatures and storms, uh, but they are going to give you plenty of space on that front. Um, and you talk, you just talk about sort of their last week, as you normally would if you came home after, you know, stories from your time, stories from what they've been doing, and you feel a comforting sense of normalcy, paired with the knowledge that this is what you are trying to protect. And after maybe a couple of hours of that, it's, you know, dark now, Arden stretches and stands. And I'm, I'm sorry, I should, I should get to bed. The, the mayor has me helping organize all of these orders that Berdir has put in. I hadn't realized, but some of the orders are big enough that we're probably going to need special shipments just to have the raw materials. You know, with all the new um, labor happening, maybe we should talk to Catch about starting something like a workers' union in town. Just, to, <laughs> just something that comes to mind. Something to make sure everyone's getting paid fairly and treated fairly. Just, just a thought. That's a, that's a putting really good the idea. heart in Amber Heart. I'll, I'll mention. That to the mayor. I think that yeah, that's you know, the kind I of thing she'd enjoy. I think he would enjoy. be a great, like, labor union leader. Honestly, I think that's, like, your calling. Oh. That'd be nice. Yeah. She is having me coordinate all of the orders and the craftspeople generally, so I think that, yeah, there, there would be an interesting chance for this. This one order is over half the normal year for the town. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. And, I'm glad you're home. Uh, there were a couple of uh, deliveries for you. I put them on the table. And they'll sort of lean in, kiss you on the cheek, and uh, walk upstairs. Yeah, I'll go check out those deliveries. Cool. Uh, you find uh, several letters, uh, and a, sort of, and then a box and sort of a small tied uh, thing. A couple are uh, letters from essentially former uh, criminal associates. Um, they're in thieves' camp, but they're they're mostly just pleasantries. You all send each other these, just sort of updates. Um, one of them recently got married, um, and they're sort of you know it's it's the kind of contact that you often have with old friends, reminiscences of days gone by, uh, better spins on the bad times, and celebration of the good times. Uh, one of them uh, is a letter from the bartender uh, in Tormenrail, uh, thanking Arden for their custom. In a letter addressed to you, 
and saying that they assume that they no longer need to direct further inquiries around disappearances in town to you, given the fact that you seem to have sorted things out now. Um, and then you uh, get to the last, which is just sort of a, a small... It's the equivalent of like a thicker, like a parcel, but still quite small. Um, uh, and you uh, unwrap it uh, and sort of look through it, and there's sort of cloth, uh, and you uh, pull that away uh, to find a locket identical to yours. As you turn it over, just with a different rune, or rather runes, etched upon it. From somewhere down the street, you hear activity from Ressa's Forge, uh, and consider your options. So, uh, I have three lockets now. You now have three The original lockets. one with only one rune that's yes. incomplete. This new one that has completed runes. Which looks and exactly the same, except for the, the runes. As the original. And yep. then the one from Moontree City, which is as if the same locket, but were made from the Moontree City. Yes, if you sort of artifact. had yeah, described the same sort of general patterning and designing, but it's very much with the Moontree City aesthetic. Okay. Um I guess first thing I would do is check the parcel for any indication of where this came from. Uh in it you find uh a smooth a small note uh in a sort of smooth flowing hand uh that does as much as handwriting can uh, remind you of the movements of the figure that you chased across the rooftops in Tormund Ryle. Um, that just reads, You've done very well, and have saved a great many lives. If you would wish to meet, to converse about this more, please uh, find me in Tormund Ryle in five days. There's no, like, return address or anything. No. Okay. Um, all right. I uh, I will burn that little note, and I will head out towards Ressa's Forge. You walk. Uh, it's just down the street from you. You could hear activity, and you could see the lights and definitely also see that the forge was on. So you figured that Ressa was working late, and you uh, essentially get to the door. Uh very narrowly avoiding running into Ressa, who is running out the door, and you sort of, like, catch and spin, you know, you know, okay, spin around each other, look into the room and see a, uh, set of drider legs? Sketch. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Faintly glowing with patterns of, uh, mana on it. Um, Immediate question. The mana embedded metal that I'm seeing on the spider legs, does it remind me of how the locket that you described is glowing with like that didn't you say it's like it has like gold like glowing something on it? Is that the moon tree city locket? Yes, it very much does that. And it and it reminds me directly of what Ressa has created here. They are the same. They're not technique. the same hue, uh, but they are very much the same uh, technique, the look, the way the light sort of emits from it, etc. The transparency, all of it, like the, 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 except for the hue of it, the light quality is very much the same. 
um yeah then i guess i'm gonna be like holy shit russa did you just make that <laughs> is that for catch and eliza you bet it is I oh got, my god i just got so inspired they're gonna be so excited i know that's why i was running out i was running out to get catch um wait oh, what's I up need to um okay well i need to be here when i see catch ride this thing but oh, yeah. can we take a second uh, we can do uh i'm very like minnow is very like do i do this now or do we wait until catch has had a chance to ride um but i think minnow is, is motivated especially so she's gonna be like do you mind if if we just can we talk for like a minute before absolutely okay um and i usher Ressa back inside the forge mm -hmm. and I pull out all three lockets and kind of hold them up so that they dangle mm -hmm. and I'm and I kind of make sure that the one from Moon Tree City is like I mean are you seeing what I'm seeing because I'm holy shit seeing what you're seeing and why three okay so this one and I I get the original is the original one remember it was stolen it has that rune etched on it is incomplete mm -hmm. and i thought I this one it. yeah sorry <laughs> sorry just yeah. i that was i was a mess i, I quite <laughs> what still in. Okay. um i dropped that one on the, i literally just like dropped that one on the floor and then i like hold up the next one and i'm like this one i just got in a parcel and it is exactly the same but with the finished runes do you have do you know what these runes mean now i think they're done i'll take a look and i'm assuming check. i need a roll yeah i thought you said con and i'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> you were instantly stricken with a petrifying curse yeah okay Arcana. Oh God! I have, I have inspiration. Good. Good. I'm just, but I'm so glad we needed a fumble. We had to have a fumble for the episode. Sixteen. Uh, plus, oh, you can guidance I'm yourself. Out of it and excited about the drider legs. You can guidance They're yourself. They're amazing. Yeah, do it. Do it. Get that D four. Oh, oh, oh. Yep, yep. Okay. Because this I was do a the guidance game. gesture on Ressa. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm so. I'm just so excited, actually. 18. Uh, very good. You look at it, and... It, the, the formulaic magic of runes is not exactly your specialty, but uh, you look at it, and... It, there, are, there are two rows of runes. Across the top is a line of three runes that begins with the one that was also on the original locket. Um, the underneath is much longer. Um, it's many runes. The top one appears to be, as you look at it now, the first one that you had was sort of avoidance or suppression or... Uh, you can't be sure, but even as you try to look at it, 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 it takes you a second and you connect it to... Minnow ran in with these sort of in her hand, and up until she showed you them, you only saw really one locket. 
you saw the the original locket. And then when she presented them to you, you could see all three. It appears to be something that literally deflects attention from it. It is hard to see. You would suspect, based on what you've had, unless the bearer of it is trying to show it to you. The bottom makes no sense to you because it's... It's too long. It's too long to be a magical formula, and you're sort of trying to combine the effects that it's having, like heightening, dampening, movement, you know, fire. What? And you're running through this, and it. You're excited by having figured out the first three, and so you're running and you're scrolling through this. Uh, and then you stop. As you were kind of rolling back through, what are all the meanings for this rune? What are all the meanings for this rune? And you realize that it is not a magical formula. Uh, spelled out in dwarvish runes is Minoro. Wow. And I will, of course, let you know that. Um, is it something... If I, like, I guess I'm asking Ressa, but I'm, the language, the only language I can use for it is, like, attunement. Um, is this something, like, do you think I, like, you know, focus real hard on making this my thing, like, that it would make me hard to notice? Or is it just the locket itself is hard to notice, and then it has my name on it, because it's like, well, it's a gift or something. Above game, I think that's exactly what it would do. <laughs> okay. Galway, is that what Ressa would think it would do? Um, your experience with these kinds of artifacts would suggest that it almost certainly does have the ability to grant a lesser version of that enchantment to its bearer. It would not be, this would almost be functional invisibility. Like, the, the locket is just not noticeable. You would suspect, unless you are very perceptive or very specifically looking for it, unless someone presents it to it, you do suspect it would make her harder to see um, okay. if she sort of invoked its energies. Not at the level of, you could literally walk by someone without yeah, yeah, yeah. seeing you. Right. But perhaps record, like a pass without a trace-ish or... Or yeah, less or, less than than that, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. That um, for the record, the uh, the picture that Catch drew has been removed from the locket that I discarded. So <laughs> I also I, I was not just like oh the the picture of my spouse that Catch so painstakingly drew for me <laughs> that I kept me connected to my past. Yeah. No, I I definitely still have that photo. Nope. Um, yeah. but yeah. Okay. And then um. Okay. So I'm like. Okay, interesting. And then I like the other one. I'm like, and this one. What the hell? I, where, where did, did this it one come from? I, okay, it was just in my pocket, right? Before. So, like, when we all gave our shards of crystals to be destroyed mm -hmm. so that we could be teleported back home, I noticed that it was in my pocket. So, sometime in Moontree City, someone had to have gotten close enough without me noticing, <laughs> which is wild, to slip it in my pocket. I mean, I, it could have been I, Wiseman or Asana. 
you turn it around, Mr. Jimble. Uh, the runes on the back uh, are exactly the same. They, they have the same three rune magical invocation, Ressa, doing the same thing, and, that, and then Minnow Row. Oh, so it's the same as the second locket. It looks like the completed lockets have the same fruit. runes. Okay. And the person who who lured me out the original time with the locket. Did I have any information on them? Uh, tall, elven-featured, you thought uh, at least sort of a, a, a femme body shape. Uh, it wasn't like you pronounced their pronouns. Although I think I did say over the table mm-hmm. that it was uh, a woman. Um, and Is there any type of check? skilled. I- at fighting and immensely graceful. Yeah. As Minnow, like any type of like, I don't know, history or perception or something like that, that I could do to see if I could like now knowing much more of it, like piece together who they are or some, some clue about who they might be. Or Um, I can just, you know, we can go to Tormund Ryle a week later if you want. (laughs) uh, Same time next Sunday. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> there... I guess the question I'm really like we we've kind of seen Deepold get involved. We've seen Shadow, right? Like we've seen these organizations and groups get involved. And then in the future we had all these other organizations and groups involved. And I'm trying to piece like where this person fits into that puzzle, not necessarily who their personal identity is, although I have hunches around Abriel as a time traveler and what's her name? Wiseman also as someone who can time travel and is an elven woman. I'm not sure there is a role that you can make. Like, I don't want to give you a role and then have you crit okay. on it and have me be like, yeah, but you still can't <laughs> yeah, know. Like you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm just like, this, this is one of those cases where I'm like, you could you could try to make like a perception role i would say remembered to try to see if the figure that you met on the rooftops was anyone you've met since you kind of did it at the time trying to think of was it anyone you had met up until then uh but especially this like organizational who are they you don't have a lot more outside of uh she definitely pointed you towards the silent prestige um base in moon tree isle uh but that was something you had before nothing really since right. has procked okay um okay yeah uh I, okay i swear the last thing before we'll be done is just like with the with the moon tree city locket um, first of all, I open it. Is there anything inside? Uh, no. Okay. And then with the, like, to Ressa, I'll say, like, so the the technique you used to make these, and I point to the spider legs, and the technique that was used to make this, like, it's the same, right? And what's... <sighs> That's incredible for one. And for two, what does it do does it do something special is it it imbues 
I suspect, yeah, I suspect it does. I remember that dream when that night we all had dreams in Moon Tree City. I had dreamt about the forge and about working with the crystals in the forge. And that's, that's what I did. I followed what I did in my dream. And that's how I made the legs. I used the crystals and all right well let's go get catch i mean we can't delay this any longer right yeah we um, better get nero too <laughs> nero's on the route just, just let's just get everybody let's just get everyone involved i was gonna yeah. say you you and catch, catch can nero has uh recently gotten back into town you've completed your errands in the forest and are looking forward to finding out more about salt demons uh and also looking for these other forests uh you do have a potential lead i will say we weren't going to play it out uh lachlan would potentially be a very good lead on that he explicitly mentioned he came across the the burning of your forest personally but when he was researching disasters he'd found several others so he might have a good lead on where those are um also, he clearly knew something about demons, so he could maybe give you some guidance on that. I will pick up that third locket, by the way, and pocket it again. <laughs> I just like how Minnow's like, not, but yes, okay, yeah, that's, carry that's, on, that's sorry. That's uh, still mine. Uh, and you, still you come across uh, Dent, who is uh, with a small like candle set on top of his head, uh, doing night fishing uh, by the pond, uh, mm-hmm. and then that's go so and cute. collect catch from the catch clan house. Uh, it is late, and Ketch is probably very thoroughly asleep, and there's just, like, door opens. Hey! Hey! I've got something for you! You gotta come see! You gotta come see! Press it! Press it! Press it. Trust me! You Everything okay? See. Yeah, yeah, everything's great, but you gotta come see. We gotta get Nero first, though. Okay, okay, okay. Ketch is just gonna, like, very much sleepily just double behind <laughs> Ressa. Cool. You'll see him. You'll see him reach for like a sword. Like, do I need this? Probably not. But uh oh. Okay. 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 <laughs> so yeah, you gather up the marauders and make your way back to Ressa's workshop, where the door is closed and uh, Ressa sort of has a hand on the doorknob, ready to open it. Hey. So <laughs> I got inspired, and I. I really wanted to do this. And so catch this is for you and Eliza. Open the door. Catch will be like mid yawn. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried them out yet. <laughs> are those what I think they are? Yes, they are. Are those what I think they are? Yeah. Oh my god. How do I get in? How do I get in? I'm getting in it. Oh, I'm up here. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I don't know everything they can do, honestly. I don't. I think I do, but, but yeah. You made these? You made yeah. these for me? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. You made them and you don't know what they can do? Oh, well, this is going to be I fun. Mean, this is new territory for me. It's it's kind of magitech a little-ish. And so, so it, it, it's, I've never done something like this before. So try them out. Try them out. I. <laughs> Catch will climb right up on in and like nestle nestle in. Get just yeah. pop the tail, pop out. Sort of pop the tail in. Uh, you you've worked enough with magic items at this point that you can feel this is almost 
functioning on attunement light. Like, it's not quite attunement, but you, again, magically sort of synchronize with it in order to control it. Cool, cool, cool. And then I will, like, cautiously try and get it to move. Like, large spider legs sort of raises up. <laughs> what does Eliza think? What does Eliza think? Eliza? This is Minnow Minno yeah. asking. Yeah. What do you, can you sense this? Oh, we're going to stomp on some bitches. Catch <laughs> 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 a look over at everybody. How do I look? How do I look, guys? You look badass. So cool. Terrifying. Then, how do I look? Climb up the wall. <gasps> Can I climb up the wall? I will definitely try to climb up the wall. <laughs> you sort of... I'm, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna brace to catch just in case. <laughs> brace and sort of like you're like all right, gently you sort of rest a foot on the wall. Okay, you delicately, carefully. It's taking a lot of focus. Place a second one. Go and you. This is sort of the moment of truth. Go to get the sort of back leg and place it, and then you sort of tilt forward, and the sort of feet crunch through the wall. <laughs> Sorry about that, Ressa. Uh, I'll fix it. Uh, we'll get it fixed. We'll get it fixed. Uh, you do think you could probably climb quite easily, but in much the same way that your claws let you climb, of, like, punching into things. Right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll ease back down so I don't do any more damage to uh, Ressa's walls, and God. you'll just see, like, this huge, huge cheesing beam on Catch's face. Like, you've never seen him happier. His tail is just flapping around. And then I'll look, at, I'll look over at Ressa and be like, Eliza loves it. That's so good. I'm so, so glad. Wow. As it we, just seemed so right. As we leave the uh, Marauders with this scene of celebration, and damaged walls. <laughs> we drift up and away to somewhere to a rooftop in the docks district of Tormenrile. On another day, the sun hangs low on the horizon, the buildings casting long shadows into the waters of the lake. Beyond those shadows, Moon Tree Isle. So much trouble, so much pain. All for such a small island. The figure standing on the rooftop is unaffected by the breezes blowing with the dying sun, their cloak hiding most of their features and form, though the slightness of build that suggests elven heritage. The wind catches their hood, her hood, blowing it back, revealing pale skin and elven features. However, their skin appears almost ruddy by comparison, as a second figure joins them on the roof. You realize we could meet instead in the common room of a tavern where it isn't fucking freezing and I can drink. I just want to make sure you know this and know that I know this. The elven figure regards the newcomer. White, nearly translucent skin with oddly muted features. It was unusual to see a changeling 
in their untransformed appearance, but protocol demanded certain formalities, even from a figure largely unconcerned with decorum. I know it, but your behavior can be erratic enough without adding in the influence of ale. Your zeal may be considered an asset, but I harbor concerns. Your hatred clouds your judgment, prevents you from seeing people for who they are. You're accusing me of not being able to see people for who they are. That's more than a little ironic, you know. Look, I know that everyone around here worships the ground you walk on. I know the service I am bound to, and I am damn good at it. You cannot accuse me of not knowing our history and our place in the world. I've found the secrets we need, buried the bodies we needed buried, and made sure that no one realized they were gone. So why don't you just give me my next target and get it over with? The elf's face may have wrinkled in disgust, but it was hard to be sure in the rapidly fading light. Very well. She handed over a piece of paper. The details. They are planning a trip soon, to Stone's Rest. We are concerned that this could be instigating bigger changes. Take their place once they are safely out of contact with the others. The changeling looked over the paper and stuck out his tongue. You couldn't have gotten me someone better looking than this Teppel Moro song? Just go and don't make him suffer. His side in this is even less his choice than ours. Sneering, the changeling bowed, becoming a lizard folk as he did so. Or our people, our history, our place in the world, or tear. Sneer aside, the vow was heartfelt. As he moved away, the elf considered if that sincerity would be enough now. It was close, very close now. Instinct born of uncountable years, said it was close. In the dark, a gentle whisper. For our people and all those gone. For our history, long forgotten. For our place in the world, long may it last. For tear, for the nine. The end of the whisper was a slight rustle, and then there were no figures on the roof, merely a lizard folk making his way to a bar on the docks in search of drink and news of the ships to Rourke, and lifting gently through the air, the grey furred wings of a tressum, off to continue their long work. And with that, I think we are at an end. Thank you so much, everyone, for 17 wonderful months of Tear Montreal. Thank you so much to Rachel, Elise, Sam, Heather, and Chris for amazing characters, amazing play, being just a joy to play alongside. Thank you, everyone watching, for tuning in, for hanging in there with us, for hopefully enjoying all of this. Um... I want to wrap up because it is going to be reading time soon, but I will say for those interested in what is upcoming uh, in tier, as I promised, uh, you need to consult with the players here. 
But I think we are planning to do a goat's eye view where you can ask us questions about of me, of the cast, etc., about the campaign, just like we did for the end of Spire. Uh, and we'll be scheduling that. I'll have a questions call for questions up pretty soon uh, in the Discord. Uh, so please feel free to come to that. Um, I have also been uh, informed uh, that I will be doing another interrogate Galway about tier session soon. Um, <laughs> so if you're in the Discord, you can hang out for that. And upcoming. Uh, I think for campaigns, we probably won't be doing anything in October because our slate is jam-packed uh, with a lot of Halloween play. Uh, but uh, coming up soon, um, long ago in the real world, I think three days ago in game time, well, probably five, <laughs> six now, I'd like to point out that the epilogue covered about as much time as three quarters of the campaign. Um, uh, Nero tried to talk to a tree and receive visions of worlds very different from his own. So some of the things that we have coming up, uh, one might take place in a world where the sky is broken and the dead no longer rest. Uh, nice. Another may come and uh, we'll get to see more of what's going on in Moon Tree City uh, in the future and in the wake of the Marauder's presence and absence. Um, so those will be coming up as well as more in the tier uh, AC uh, timeline. Um, please uh, tune in for those. Um, from all of us here, thank you so much for watching this. From me personally, thank you so much uh, for enjoying this. Thank you so much to the players. Um, thank you so much to each of you. I've loved getting to do this. I'm profoundly grateful that I've gotten to. I'm profoundly grateful to have uh, gotten to see you all tell this story. Um, to everyone who's been watching, it is a joy. I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, and as always, from everyone here at Helpful Goat, stay safe, be well, be kind to yourselves, and to each other. I guess it's not good night. Have a good day. I love y'all. And that was our latest installment in the world of Tear. And many more episodes await you in the podcast Helpful Goat Gaming Presents. You can also listen to our multi-year 1 to 20th level campaign on the podcast Goats and Dragons. Or maybe you're looking for a podcast called Dom and Dragons where we played D&D with Dominic Monaghan. Yes, that Dominic Monaghan. You can find that on Dom and Dragons in the Goats and Dragons feed wherever you get your podcasts. And if you need more of us in your life, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at HelpfulGoat. Watch us live on Twitch at HelpfulGoat or join our Discord. Please consider rating and reviewing any Helpful Goat product. It really helps us out. And until next time, we love you. Hang in there. Bye.